Sunday Sermons from Trinity UMC in Lincoln, a podcast to help on the faith journey. Now on to this week's message from Pastor Jeff Slater. I do not have a green thumb. I have a long history of being gifted plants. And by the way, I am always honestly grateful uh, for plants that I receive. But I also have a long history of coworkers looking in my office and saying, oh, that poor plant, and then going to get water. And I know that some of you truly love gardening and it's awesome to watch. You know, all of our plants here at the church are taken care of by members, like the the beautiful garden, the big one that we have over here. Uh, You don't walk by it quite as often in normal parking places, but there's a rose garden right out here that you ought to drive by or walk by and check out sometime. That's also taken care of by a church member and it's great. But as for me, gardening is not my thing. (laughs) Gardening is not my gift. Now, granted, I have an old injury when I broke my hip when I was 30, you know, and so I don't bend very well. That's why. Wait, that wasn't the laugh line. That comes later. (laughs) No. Okay, that's just an excuse. (laughs) Now, I do love the fresh air, but the thought of having to go outside, even when it's stinking hot, you know, it just, it doesn't really excite me. My most successful gardening project will always be the cracks in in the driveway. That one was the laugh line. That one was, okay, never mind. (laughs) But I heard a gardener say something once. In fact, it may even have been one of you. I don't remember who it was. But I heard a gardener say once that if you can't enjoy weeding, you can't enjoy gardening. Let that sink in for a minute. That's a phrase that's still working on me. If you can't enjoy weeding, you can't enjoy gardening enjoy weeding? What's that about? (laughs) So we're doing this series right now called The Fruit of the Spirit with a subtitle, How to Know You're Doing It Right. The idea being that if we allow God into our hearts, fruit is produced, you know, in in the form of all the things listed in that scripture. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, uh, self, I kind of got off the tracks there. You get the idea, right? These are the things that are, uh, that are produced in our life when we let God in our hearts. And so, taking stock of it, you know, taking stock of the produce section. How much love do I have in my life? How much joy? How much peace? These show us how successful we've been at making room for God to work in our hearts. Now, we've done love and joy. Soon, we're going to do peace and kindness. But this is a good point in the series, I think, to tackle the hard one, the one that Paul puts right at the end of the list, the one that none of us like to think about all that much, and that is self-control. So does it seem odd to you to call self-control a fruit? Think again about what we mean by fruit. These are the things that are produced, right? And sometimes, well, in actual plants, uh, it's literal fruit. You know, an apple tree produces apples. A pear tree produces pears. A cherry tree, right? Uh, In the broader sense of the word fruit, it's anything that's produced. So an ear of corn corn is a fruit of uh, that kind of plant and of of the uh, fruit of the earth, right? For that matter, flowers are fruits in that sense too and that there's something that's produced that gives value to the world. These are fruits. And so calling love a fruit makes sense because we know that when God works in our hearts, 
we at least have the love of God, right? At least that love has grown in us. But chances are, if you've let God into your heart, then you start seeing more love in other parts of your life and around you too. So it makes sense. Calling joy a fruit makes sense. You know, we let God into our hearts. God works on us over our life and one brick at a time builds a foundation of knowing God's goodness such that even when life circumstances make us unhappy, we can still be joyful because we have that foundation of goodness beneath it. It's born, it's, it, it comes from having God on our hearts. So calling joy a fruit makes sense. But self-control, how is that something that grows? How is it something that's produced by the Spirit working in us? And I think the answer begins with the first word of this scripture. Now, I know a lot of people have it memorized. Does anyone remember what the first word of the fruits of the Spirit verse is? It's not the, the fruits of the Spirit. The first word is but. <laughs> now that's our first clue right there that this verse shouldn't always stand alone, that we shouldn't always read it out of context because it's the answer to something that the Apostle Paul is saying. This is the conclusion of a thought, not the beginning of one or a thought that stands on its own. In fact, it tells us that the fruits of the Spirit are the other side of the coin from whatever Paul said just before it. So you've heard it once, but I want you to hear it again, and I want to fill in a few details and uh, zoom in on a couple words as I do. Starts like this. I say be guided by the Spirit and you won't carry out your selfish desires. A person's selfish desires are set against the Spirit. And the Spirit is set against one's selfish desires. So in other words, the opposite of the fruits of the Spirit, right? Selfishness. They are opposed to each other, so you shouldn't do whatever you want to do. But if you are being led by the Spirit, you aren't under the law. The actions that are produced by selfish motives are obvious, since they include... Now, there's a list coming here, and in fact, this is the opposite of fruits of the Spirit. This is the other side of the coin. Since they include sexual immorality, moral corruption, doing whatever feels good, idolatry, drug use, and casting spells. Now let me say, casting spells, I don't know if any of you are big spell casters, <laughs> but if you want to translate that into modern times a little bit, I think the closest uh, comparison would be superstition. You know, when we think that carrying, doing a certain action will bring a certain result that's beyond the normal, the normal way of things, you know, like forward this email or something bad will happen to you, or, you know, that's a simple and obvious one. But superstition might be the closest modern comparison to casting spells. Hate, fighting, obsession, losing your temper, competitive opposition, conflict, selfishness, group rivalry. Now, by group rivalry, I don't think he means so much like uh, royals versus cardinals. That's what we have going on in my house. Uh, but he more so means the bigger group rivalries that happens, like the rift that's growing in our country between Republicans and Democrats. That kind of group rivalry uh, has a selfishness and a hate in it, if I may be so bold on both sides of it. Jealousy, drunkenness, partying, and other things like that. I warn you, as I have already warned you, that those who do these kinds of things won't inherit God's kingdom. But the fruit of the Spirit, the other side of the coin, the opposite to all of those things, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, there's a name for what grows when a garden is neglected, is there not? Weeds. <laughs> weeds. Weeds are what takes the place of good fruit uh, when we let them. Weeds have a tendency to grow faster than the good plants grow. And so they crowd out the garden. They crowd it out so that the good fruit cannot grow. The weeds take over. So if you want more love in your life, one of the fruits is love, right? If you want more love in your life, but you don't want to put in the effort and sacrifice for that love, then just you watch how much faster selfishness grows and crowds out the soil. So you want more joy in your life. You want a stronger foundation of deep joy in your life. Fantastic. But if you aren't willing to work at it, then watch how much faster jealousy grows than joy. And watch how much jealousy keeps you from appreciating that joy. How about peace? Peace is a fruit that we all want. But if you keep getting pulled into conflict in your family, in your workplace, if you keep getting pulled into national level conflicts, well then you'll have no resources left to cultivate peace. You see, the fruits of the Spirit can't thrive in your garden if your garden is taken over by the weeds of the Spirit instead. Let me say that again. The fruits of the Spirit can't thrive if your garden is taken over by the weeds of the Spirit instead. If you can't enjoy, gar if you can't enjoy weeding, you can't enjoy gardening. That's quite a phrase, isn't it? So let's talk about actual, literal gardening again for a minute. You know, I have to wonder, what would make weeding enjoyable? Now this is great because after first service this morning, a bunch of gardeners in our church came up and told me what they enjoy about weeding, what makes the weeding worth it for them. Uh, and I hope uh, those of you who are gardeners will tell me too. But it's making me wonder what would make weeding enjoyable for me? And if I had to guess, I think the answer would be a deep enough care for the fruit that I want to grow. You know, like for instance, if I want fresh tomatoes at home so bad and I care so much for that tomato plant, that's what would motivate me to get out and weed every day. That's what would make me enjoy it. If I wanted the flowers to look a certain way and to uh, cultivate a garden in a certain way, you know, it's, it's the love of that, the want of that. That's what I think would make it enjoyable to me. Now, is it so different with the weeds of the Spirit? Love can't grow if it's crowded out by selfishness. Joy can't provide a foundation for you if that foundation is filled with wobbly, sandy jealousy. Peace can't provide a context for your soul if you can't even see it through the fighting and conflict. But if you desire love, joy, and peace badly enough, if you want those things for your life enough, then part of what the Spirit works in us is a desire to make space for those things. It's a desire to make room, a desire to give, give those fruits of the Spirit every chance to grow in our heart. Dare I say it, a desire for weeding the weeds of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit can't grow without some weeding, or at least it can't grow well. 
And that means that self-control is itself a fruit born in us by the Spirit. Now, if you're interested, I know, uh, well, you all know I'm a church nerd and a theology nerd in every way, and I know that some of you are too. This is not a new idea. There's a, an idea called the threefold spiritual path that goes back centuries in Christianity. And the first step of the threefold path is called purgation, purging, about getting rid of the things that crowd out room for God in our life. It's weeding, right? That's the first step of the threefold path. The second one, by the way, is illumination, letting God shine light into us and learning and growing uh, and inviting God in. And then the third step is union with God. And if that isn't a goal worth pursuing, if that isn't a goal that makes the purgation, that makes the weeding worth it, I don't know what is. So, you know what to do. If you want more love, joy, peace, and all of those things in your life, you know what to do, though you may not want to do it. You may have a hard time getting out of your comfortable chair. In fact, I would imagine that even the most loving gardener, literal gardener, has days where they don't want to go out in the heat and bend over and labor. But in the end, love of the garden wins out, right? So you know what you need to do. Step one is to identify which sprouts are the good one. To go out and look at your garden and make sense of which is which. Which sprout that's growing up are the good ones and which ones are, are the bad ones. And that's what this series is all about. Helping us recognize the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and all of those things growing in our lives so that we can recognize the other things too. Step two then is to ask what's crowding out those good things? What's keeping them from growing? Do you have a strain of selfishness in your life that puts a cap on how much love you can know? That's an interesting way to think of it, isn't it? You can only know love to a certain point unless you're willing to make room for more by weeding. Do you tend toward jealousy that keeps you away from inner joy? Do you have trouble moving beyond conflict to enjoy peace? If so, then you have some weeding to do. Now, you're in good company, as we all have some weeding to do. But remember also that self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. That means it's really a process that God is working in us. That means that if you can't love weeding your soul for the sake of your own love, joy, peace, and so on, then know that you don't weed alone. You don't garden alone. Our weeding is always done in good company because not only do we do it with each other, but we also weed our souls alongside the great gardener. And perhaps that alone is reason enough to enjoy it. Would you bow your heads with me? You know, as we uh, sit or stand here with our eyes closed and our heads bowed, but before we pray, I want to invite you to take a moment to consider whether you have a tendency towards selfishness or jealousy or conflict or whatever else. Or maybe you don't have a tendency toward them. But maybe while we were talking, God drew your eyes toward a single weed that's growing in your life, a particular stubborn one. God is there to help you pull it. That's the whole point of these fruits. They grow because of God's presence.
So let's pray together. Oh God, we lift before you our weeds. We come to you just as we are. And we thank you that you garden with us. Oh God, help us to know the difference between the fruit growing in our life and the weeds. Guide our hands and together help us to pull the weeds so that our souls might have ample and healthy space for your goodness to grow. May our lives be filled with the fruit of knowing you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this week's Sunday Sermon. For more information on growth groups or how to more fully embrace the life of faith, visit us at www.trinitylincoln.org.